Good morning and happy new year. To start this year, we're going to be doing something a little bit different than normal. We're going to start a little mini series for the month of January that we're calling Placing God in the Present. Each Sunday, we're going to have each of our elder couples uh, share where we have seen or experienced God at work, not only in our lives, but as an encouragement to you during this tumultuous time. And let me start by saying that this is greatly out of my comfort level. I feel very comfortable singing in front of thousands of people, and um, but this is not something that I am normally super comfortable with. Um, her, her speaking in front of people is like me singing in front of people, except it's much, much better than yes. you don't want that. <laughs> at all. But if you do know me well, um, I'm always open to sharing my heart mm -hmm. and I'm excited to do that this morning with you. Yeah, and what we want to do is we want to bring you along into our journey where we are right now. Um, a lot of times when you hear evidence of God's grace or testimonies, you hear something that um, that's almost at the culmination or at the end of how God has clearly worked. And so while there has been some of that for us, we, we want to create an environment that we can be fully honest that all of us are um, still a work in progress. We've been saved by the grace of Jesus. We are adopted as children, so we're fully loved, fully accepted, which means that we don't have to hide and we can be honest knowing that it's not our good works that makes us acceptable before yeah. God. It's that he saved us by his grace. And so now we can be open and we don't have to have everything together. No. We're a work in process. process. We're being conformed into the image of Jesus bit by bit. And so rather share with you um, where we've uh, gone through, we want to bring you along in our journey about where we have come, what some of the things that God has shown us thus far, but also where we still are in the midst of this. Yep. And so this year, what we've come to discover um, and are discovering is how important it is to pay attention to our inner world, mm -hmm. our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings. Um, and it's when we pay attention uh, to these places of our souls and our hearts well that we can really see Jesus as the source of the full life that he promised even in the midst of the difficult, overwhelming, and distracting life that we experience in this world. Now for us, this goes back prior to COVID. This really goes back 18 months um, at the beginning of, uh, well, in the middle of this last, last summer when you were diagnosed with vocal nodules as a result of your um, acid reflux. Yeah, that was 18 months ago, probably... Um... June, July, and I remember just um, daily struggling with speaking. It was really hard to speak, and I would go from Sunday to Sunday, sing one Sunday, and then throughout the week not be able to really speak, and then try to sing the next Sunday, and it felt very unhealthy. Um, and when we found this out, we discovered that it had been a silent reflux that had basically been going on for the last 10 years. So. Uh, thankfully, the damage isn't as great, but it's been something that I think kind of prepared us for the rest of the year because instantly we had to make major changes. For example, like I couldn't speak for six weeks. 
um, just vocal rest and I had to change my diet. Um, it changed my, in, um, how I interacted with our children. I wasn't able to read to them anymore. And that was something I had to mourn. Um, and still like I had, I kind of had stopped reading to them before that. Knowing but, what was going on. Uh-huh. But then continued, um, even just today, I'm sitting here homeschooling every single day without really reading to them. And you can imagine that challenge. It's created an immediate limitation for you. Like yeah. there's a lack, a lack of freedom to be able to do what you normally would do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's restricted you from that 18 months ago. Yeah. So I think that that, again, like I was just saying, I think that it prepared us for the next, the next season because, um, it was continual change, um, continual adapting. And as we continued in, um, the next few months, we then put our house up for sale and, um, bought this other house, which at another time we love to share kind of that journey and how we even came into that, um, opportunity because it was not something that we were prepared or, um, planning on, but God really gave us, um, a beautiful gift in something that was disastrous, but wonderful. (laughs) Required a lot of hard, hard, hard work that was physically and emotionally draining. Yeah. That at the end of it led right into a next, another emotionally exhausting time of our lives with the loss of our friend Randy Mm -hmm. and having to care for so much coma while also leading so much further away and personally grieving while helping other people grieve that that then led into COVID. COVID. Thank you Jesus that we were able to go to Mexico (laughs) because we needed that. I mean I think that we say all the time like when are we going to Mexico again? But anyway so um I would like to share about a few things that, a few beliefs that I deeply hold and that we deeply hold. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is from John 10, 10, that Jesus has come to give us life and life to the full. This has been foundational for me for many years. Um, number two from Romans eight thirty one, that he is for us and not against us. And the verse says something along the lines of, and if our God is for us, then who can stand against us? So the next one is that in my weakness, he is made strong. That's from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. I'm going to read this to you. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. The situations in life can seem like they're pointing against these truths. But one thing that we're coming to learn more deeply is that an abundant life is not the absence of difficulty. But Jesus is present in the difficult. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, this year has been difficult as we have all experienced. I know that I have felt many emotions and um, felt... Well, I think that we've all felt many emotions, um, but also just have gone through a lot of different variety of grieving. So I would just say that, um, number one, I felt overwhelmed. Um, Overwhelmed with the many new responsibilities that have come with having my children home all the time and the constant uh, need for my attention and time. 
Um, I felt distracted, uh, distracted from seeing Jesus as the giver of life to the full, um, distracted by a new all-encompassing focus of caring for our kids. I, you know, I know that we have three children. We've already gone through um, the birthing process of all three of them. You have. I, yes, we, you were there. Mm -hmm. um, and um, just, you know, you go through nursing and changing diapers and the constant need and care for these, these infants into toddlers, into young children. But now we've, it's a whole new level of mm -hmm. new for us. It's just a different stage. And... Um, they talk all the time, and that's great. But us <laughs> Westcots are a little too loud. Yes, we walked into COVID with three extroverted children who need a lot of time and attention, and I need a lot of time and attention. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. But um, I would just also say, just advocating for their education. Um, of course, we do this throughout the years, but this is this was new, a new advocating um, for their education, fighting for their childhood, feeding them their six plus meals a day, as many of us moms know, um, the endless cleaning and home maintenance. I'm talking top to bottom, endless cleaning, just all day long, and just questioning, wondering if we're doing enough or too much. Are are children feeling loved? Are they getting enough social time? How much screen time is really too much? Um, I felt isolated and lonely. Um, I find myself surrounded by my family, by my loved ones, and yet I feel alone. And maybe not right this moment, but I mean, there's moments where I just have felt so alone. And um, God, it just, there's many days that feel super isolating. Um, uncertainty um, because of COVID it's there's constant change and this is from news outlets um, media posts and uh, social other social platforms um, just the uncertainty with how we interact with our friendships um, and in our church there's just so much uncertainty um, confusion and loss I this is super honest but I have felt loss of myself. Um, yeah, loss of myself. It's hard to sometimes know who I am in the midst of this, just all the time, the, the noise, the chaos, the, um, the constant need for me to serve and love others, to give all the time. Um, so there's a loss of, wait, who am I? What direction was I going in? Um, I would say there's loss of relationships. Um, what was going to the grocery store without a mask, having coffee with friends or my husband, um, going out for dinner, play dates, um, and interacting with people without having to ask about their quarantine comfort levels. Um, but really also a loss, we, you know, Justin and I were talking about this the other day, there's a loss of time with him, just a loss of my husband, and um, I think that it's really that I just don't always want to share you. <laughs> um, and I think my kids all feel the exact same way, <laughs> they don't want to share him, so <laughs> we are all fighting for your time, sorry babe. But lastly, it's just a feeling of being tapped out, um, and I... 
I'm not sure if any of you have felt the same way, but just feeling tapped out. So in the midst of this, I'm also learning that I just need to be nicer to myself, to be kind to myself. I may not measure up to the expectations I have each day, whether it's with my children, in my home, or in my responsibilities. But in this, I know that his grace is consistent mm -hmm. and efficient. Desiring a peaceful home amongst the consistent chaos or to feel accomplished mm -hmm. or have deeper relationships with others, um, quality time with my husband or time alone are not bad things. But when my aspirations align with God's will and when I see myself through his lens, he honors those desires. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I think the idea of being nicer to ourselves, um, and this is something that I've uh, just recently addressed. So I've been part in a counseling relationship with a, a good friend of mine the last 18 months. And as we've been talking about that, because a lot of times you hear in the world, like, love yourself, be nice to yourselves, as if we are the source of that love and kindness. Um, but a lot of it that we've talked about is it's, it's viewing ourselves the way that God views us mm -hmm. and, and yeah. So and from his perspective and that love that he's given us is what we live in line with mm -hmm. as opposed to, I need to love myself because I'm the source of all what's good, right. And perfect. When no, no, no. God is the source of perfect love, of perfect yep. kindness of mercy and grace. And so learning how to receive that from him yeah. <laughs> and then also use what we've received and live in line and extend that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's been part of my journey as well, is learning, um, so being in a uh, counseling for about 18 months now, um, in a lot of ways, uh, for me, it all kind of came to a head in October. Um, I am the type of person that likes to get move the ball forward. If there's a problem, I, I want to solve it. Um, so I, I kind of put my head down and just and get to work, but I've no, I've l been learning in the last eighteen months the importance of slowing down, um, emotional awareness and articulation, knowing what's actually happening in my um, internal world. Mm -hmm. uh, the way one person has said it that was really helpful. Um, it's it's like background music, and in restaurants which I come from. What happens is the, depending on the speed of the music in the restaurant will determine how fast you eat. So sometimes restaurants can put on faster music so that you eat faster to get you out of there. I didn't know that. Um, background music has that ability or our emotions have that ability to determine our lives even when we don't realize that it's happening. So they are more drivers than we want them to and, and even much more than I wanted to give them credit for. So I've been in this process of working through them, learning them, knowing my story, um, understanding the fatherhood of God. Um, and, but all of that really came to a head for me in October when I would say October was the month that I felt the most sad in a non-traumatic uh, time. I mean, we've had friends commit suicide this last year, year and a half. We've had, we've gone through a lot of grieving together, lots of sadness, but I, I've never experienced it to that way that was not in a non-traumatic. And so even the first Sunday that we started our house to house gatherings, I was so excited for it. We, we put a lot of time and energy, wanted to align, do the best that we could mm -hmm. to really do something. And I was, so I was really excited about it. But 
that morning I woke up just feeling really, really sad. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, and I looked at it and I said, like, I got to go for a walk. So I took Odin, our little dog that, that we got during COVID, <laughs> and I just walked around our neighborhood. And I don't know why, but I just cried. And it just was like it was, it was coming out um, from like deep places and for the next week or two, there were moments and days like that mm. where something that would be normally um, fine, uh, I'd hear, uh, hey, what do you think about this, Justin? Or I think you should do it this way or whatever it may be. They, they, um, they had much bigger effect. Um, yeah. Something that took an hour would end up taking a day in some situations. And so... Our kids noticed. Yeah, the kids even noticed, which was really, really hard for me because I remember you telling me at one point um, two different things that I, even to this day it, I tear up thinking about, like the, the, our kids saying, why is dad so sad? Which killed me that they were noticing. Mm. And then even the fear that Darianne expressed of like, are, are, you, are you on the path of becoming, being like Randy? Which was terrifying for me, but also like, no, I'm not even close to that. But just knowing that I was bumping into something in my own heart. Mm-hmm. You needed to walk through. That I needed to walk through. Um, I, I wanted to just push it aside. I wanted to just say, oh, no, God's good. I'm saved by God's grace. Um, it, I mean, the really cheap version of gospeling myself <laughs> where it's not the true depth of what I needed, but just to get me moving forward. But I needed to really walk through that. Um, and in the midst of running into sadness and anger at times and all these different emotions, knowing that in ways that these are um, idols that need to be repented of, um, but there's also some sometimes wounds that need to be healing, mm-hmm. uh, that need to be healed, excuse me. And there are sins that absolutely need to be repented of, but there in that place, there was it was much deeper going on. Keller talks about sin being underneath the sin. Um, we, we talk about fruit to root often. The, um, all these things can be the fruit of our lives and the belief is our, the root system. But I also think that there's an environment, our upbringing, our family of origin, that's an environment that allowed for those beliefs to even take root in the first place. And we need to pay attention to all of those. And that's what I was running into. That's what I was really experiencing. Um, and in the midst of all that, um, Part of what came for me was uh, an, another level of unpacking of how ministry has become an, has been an idol for me. That I think that if I'm successful or, or if I um, whatever my measure of success is, then I will be satisfied. When no, and so in ways God has said, okay, you can go experience that, um, but. I, I needed to come to, and continue to need to come to an end of myself. Mm-hmm. My my skills can't do what I want to do. My um, my abilities uh, aren't enough. My work ethic, like I'm really, really dependent upon God, and and we all are, but sometimes God needs to bring us to an, a place where we realize how dependent we are. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of this has been for us, is we are a needy people. I, I love how Darian read um, our strength. His, um, we boast in our weaknesses. His power is made perfect there in our weaknesses. And that reality that we can, in our weakness, not in our strength, not in our power, not in our gifts, 
but it's in our weakness, our dependence, our neediness, yeah. that God actually gets the glory and his power is shown through us. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, we're having to walk through some of this, experiencing that. I mean, it's also building an empathy. Um, I know what it's like for other leaders to want to quit. Um, I, 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 I understand how people can become so sad and overwhelmed and frustrated that they just want to like, oh, why am I doing this to myself? I'm going to go find another job. Not there. I love what I do. I love this church family, but I, I, I have empathy for where that is. And just knowing that as elders, the, the weightiness of what we've had to walk through this last year, <clears throat> personally, but also while walking through other people where they are, um, while also walking through COVID and all the decisions that it really emphasizes our neediness. And I would have never, like, I, I think we would have said a year ago, oh, yeah, we're dependent upon God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we're, we can boast in our weakness. We need him. <laughs> but God sometimes brings us into those really, really d- deep places where it reveals our heightened need. Yeah. Um, where we are weak, where we don't have it all together, where we do have idols that we need to not no longer worship. Mm-hmm. And that's where the gospel really comes to bear. Like, yes, I've been saved by grace, but God's grace is so profound that it's still saving us. Mm-hmm. That... I'm not going to give a cheap version of the gospel that just touches the surface, but when we allow ourselves and we sit with others and walk with them in the darkness of their wounds, of their story, that's where the gospel really can come to play. But it requires us being aware ourselves, being vulnerable ourselves, learning to express our vulnerability, um, that that can actually become real and much more real and more profoundly true than we realized. And so I, we ask you this, like, where is God at work right now in your internal world? Where are you discovering and how are you discovering the importance of what God's at work in you? Where do you need to pay attention to what's happening in your own thoughts? Are you taking your thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ? Are, what emotions are you experiencing? What emotions are you um, afraid to experience or you've not allowed yourself to experience? That you just think it's, it's um, either dumb to experience them because like whatever, don't care about your feelings or are you afraid because you don't know what the Pandora's box is going to open. This, we want to encourage you. This is the place where Jesus is present. That's where he is. He's present in the depths of our hearts. He's made his home in us by the spirit because of the work of Jesus. He knows everything about us. Mm -hmm. And he knows your deepest, darkest things. And he still loves you because Jesus died for you. And so God is present in the midst of that. The person, the love, the grace, the kindness, the gentleness of Jesus is there in the midst of this. Mm -hmm. 
And so we can be courageous to be vulnerable. We can be courageous to go after those dark areas and be in process over a period of time, not needing a quick answer, not needing to have everything solved immediately, but working in that same direction that God's called us to so that he can meet us and bring the healing that he has in that moment. And so in closing, would you pray for us? Let's pray. Dear Father, God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you're teaching us in um, in our everyday lives. Lord, um, it may be weird to say this, but thank you for 2020. Mm-hmm. God, we're going to look back at this year and we're going to know that that was a year of um, challenge. It was a year of difficulty. Um, it was a year of darkness. Um... And in some ways, simplicity, and also, Lord, that it was chaotic and uncertain. And, Lord, um, I, my prayer is that we'll all look back, Lord, and we'll see you. That we'll see where you were very present in our lives. That you were very present in, um, the la- the, in our world. Um, that we will see um, miracles from this time, Lord Jesus, and we'll see the abundance that comes from this. Jesus, I pray that we will not place our hope in 2021, Mm -hmm. but that we'll place our hope in you. God, you are the giver of life. And Jesus, we just pray that, God, that we can live our everyday lives, Lord, following and living in that. Mm -hmm. Thank God that we can move forward each day living for you. That we can raise our children and speak to our neighbors and share with our community, Lord, your word and your light, um, that God, that you are the giver of life. Mm -hmm. And I pray that God, that um, in the midst of where everyone is at today, tomorrow, this week, last month, um, the months coming, Lord, that God, that you will just be very present with us. Mm -hmm. That God, that you will give us peace, You'll give us the only the comfort that only comes from you, um, Lord. That you'll place people in our lives that can speak life and truth into ours. Um, that God, that you can give us uh, new energy and new focus uh, to Lord the will that you have for each of us. We love you so much, God, and we. We pray that, um, Lord, that we can allow ourselves to reflect, reflect on what was, what is, and what's to come. Mm-hmm. God, thank you that, just in what I said, um, that, God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that, God, that we can know and believe um, and have faith that, God, that you will be present and that you are good and that, God, that you're on the throne. So we love you. We praise you, and we give you this week. Mm -hmm. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.